Welcome to this week's edition of The Market Pulse, your five-minute update on key market news and events with takeaways and insights from the Sidekick investment team. I'm Adrian, and I'm part of the investment team here at Sidekick. We're keen to introduce more of us, so this week I'm not only writing The Market Pulse, but also reading it, and I'm excited to do more of this and get to know all of you. As always, thanks to everyone who's downloaded the Sidekick app and has earned points towards unlocking founding membership. It's been great to see how many of you are keen to be part of the Sidekick journey. If you haven't yet downloaded the app, you can do so on the App Store or Google Play by just searching Sidekick Money. In this week's edition, we have the luxury paradox, selling exclusivity by the billion. Can generative AI make Jerome Powell's job easier? and the economics of VR AR headsets. And now on to our first story, the luxury paradox, selling exclusivity by the billion. The luxury sector is to Europe what big tech is to the US, a small group of large, successful companies with wide modes whose growth has defied economic fluctuations. It's no coincidence that the two people taking turns at the top of Bloomberg's billionaire index are Tesla's Elon Musk and LVMH's Bernard Arnault. So, when the blistering luxury rally took a 30 billion market capitalization hit last week, fortunes changed, quite literally, putting Musk in the lead again. The correction has found its culprits in a Chinese slowdown, as China is 40% of the luxury market by nationality, and a weaker US consumer, duly noted by Morgan Stanley and Deutsche Bank analysts. Still, a larger, more fundamental question haunts the sector. Consumer buy luxury products to experience a sense of individuality, as these brands encapsulate their values and affirm their identity. But how can mega brands reconcile their growing scale with consumer perceptions of scarcity? Once centered around humble artisans crafting pieces for the likes of the Bonapartes, modern luxury has been transformed into an industry where the illusion of exclusivity takes center stage. The artistry, originating from the brilliance of anonymous craftsmen, have been skillfully channeled into pricing architectures preserving the brand's allure while catering to the aspirations of a more extensive consumer base. European luxury companies have expertly mastered this transition using a range of strategies that maintain desirability even as sales tripled. By deliberately limiting the quantity and accessibility of the product, they create an air of exclusivity that fuels consumer desire. By resisting the temptation to dilute their pricing structure through frequent discounts and promotional offers, they blur the lines between price and value and keep that aura of prestige. And by staying in control over how their products are presented, they ensure that each customer interaction is unique and memorable. It's a delicate balancing act, but one which has been executed perfectly. Still, no matter their past successes, as they grow even larger, the luxury mega brands face an ever-increasing headwind that demands relentless effort to maintain relevance. And that is perhaps the most significant difference versus big tech. And now on to our second story. Can generative AI make Jerome Powell's job easier? It has nothing to do with his prompting abilities. The Fed's chairman, Jerome Powell, has a difficult job. He has to keep careful track of employment levels, consumer prices, wages, the water levels in the Panama Canal, and numerous other metrics and then make an educated guess about where inflation will be next year. Get it right, and it's business as usual. Get it wrong, and shoulder the blame of the whole society. 
On Friday, Mr. Powell got another data point from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, showing that despite his efforts to cool down the economy, the labor market remains strong, with 339,000 jobs added in May, 45,000 more than in April, and about 149,000 more than the economists had expected. Suppose higher capital investments from corporates are not offsetting the tightness in the labor market. In that case, there's a risk that companies will push labor costs through the economy, resulting in a higher structural inflation for longer. In such a scenario, the Fed's share has a problem. However, generative AI may help him. Even if the adoption rate doesn't quite live up to the current hype, white-collar jobs represent about 42% of U.S. civilian employment. Most of those are candidates for significant efficiency gains. And so the technology could fuel a productivity supercycle that will cool the labor market and bring inflation back to the Fed's target. Those productivity gains are hard to quantify, but a study from Microsoft and MIT found that using GitHub Copilot led to a 55.8 reduction in completion time for professional programmers tasked with writing a program in JavaScript. That's a massive increase in productivity, even if for a small part of the labor market. Although there's a long way from studies to direct real-world impact, the productivity opportunity gives the Fed a glimmer of hope in their ongoing fight against inflation. Mr. Powell may indeed rein it in, but his job won't get easier. And now on to our last story, the economics of AR-VR headsets. After years of speculation, Tim Cook appears to be ready. His boldest move since the 2014 unveiling of the Apple Watch is set to be revealed this week at Apple's annual Worldwide Developers Conference. The much-awaited mixed reality headset will be an ultra-premium device focusing on immersive FaceTime in VR, Apple TV Plus content, and gaming. Will it be worth the hype? A recent paper by Joshua Gans from University of Toronto and Abhishek Nagaraj from University of Berkeley explores the economics of AR-VR technologies within decision-making contexts, intending to identify areas where immersive technologies can significantly impact and distinguish those that may be overhyped. They argue that AR is about reducing complexity, while VR is about making context easier to access. Their analysis suggests that the value of AR-VR will be the highest in areas where it provides access to complex, high-value, hard-to-access, and novel contexts, like designing the architecture for a new building or planning and navigating a rover's path on Mars. Consequently, virtual rooms and workspaces for meetings are a poor use case for showing the value of these technologies, as they solve simple problems. Of course, Apple's headset is not meant to be primarily purchased by managers making rational economic decisions. Even if it were, the rumored $3,000 price tag would make many use cases hard to justify. But the largest company in the world, launching into a new product category, could turbocharge adoption and investment that could reverberate across industries with different economic consequences. So that was it for this week. As always, if you'd like to hear more from the Psychic team, you can sign up to our waitlist at www.psychicmoney.com. We hope to see you next week, but before we go, some important disclaimers. It's important to note that the content of this market pulse is based on current public information which we consider to be reliable and accurate. It represents Sidekick's view only and does not represent investment advice. Investors should not take decisions to trade based on this information. 
Sidekick is not yet regulated, but has applied to the FCA for authorizations to operate. Prior to Sidekick becoming fully authorized, none of the information provided is intended as an invitation or inducement to apply for any Sidekick product or service. Please remember, investing should be viewed as long-term. When we launch, your capital will be at risk. The value of investments can go up and down, and you may get back less than you put in.